0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 14 of the Dead Puck Podcast. Um, I'm Dylan, as always, with Ben and Nick. I guess we'll jump right into some good news for Nick. The Canucks are actually
1: looking pretty good. <laughs> Woo! Oh, a coaching change actually made a difference. Well, wow, what a shock. Like
2: We've been saying all goddamn year when Travis Green clearly lost the locker room. He completely just lost it with the team. So many stories coming out that... Guys were frustrated with the, not necessarily the coaching, but just the team in general. And then there was a couple of stories about like them in practice, having knowing some, what
1: to do. Like it was just JT Miller yelling down. Yeah, the basic. We, we don't like, know, the what, we're doing?
2: Doing? Yeah, we know <laughs> what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. I'm like, Oh Jesus and then the stories came out where it was like oh there's some turmoil in the locker rooms which turned out to be just fake news it was like between JT Miller and Bo Horvat like over the dumbest thing ever like oh Bo Horvat didn't come to a team halloween party who cares these guys are tw- these guys are grown men who cares about a freaking halloween party <laughs> but yeah, that story ended up being fake which i knew was kind of fake i'm like okay bo's the captain of the team do we really think that that's true i don't think so um, but yeah, they they won five in a row. I've been to two of those games. I got not not only got free tickets, so yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, I saw the very first game that Bruce Boudreau coached the four nothing win against the Kings, and holy crap! There's just watching them on the bench, just watching like just them on the ice. It was just so different. It was just so, like complete change from night and day. Just like, oh, yeah, before they were so mopey and they just didn't look invested in the team. They just looked, as soon as they got scored on, they were just like, oh, well, damn it, we're not winning this game. Let's think about the next game or let's think about what we're having for dinner after the game. I don't know. But like, when
1: uh, moving Pedersen up to like the first line instead of having him down on the third line was probably the way to do it. Well, they, the guy that you just paid was it nine million in the offseason or whatever it was?
2: No, it was seven point two five or seven point three five they pay him less than
1: a lot of money paid a lot of money for a player to play him on the third line
2: well to be honest i think we realistically have two top lines like we have obviously the if in like uh i don't know how much you guys follow the comics but like this like after boudreau came in they ran a line they ran lines of like uh, Miller, Horvat and then uh, I think it was Dickinson with them, which I liked. I liked having that. I liked having flexibility with two centers on that line just in case one of them gets thrown out of the face off. And then that's a really good checking line too. Uh, and then it was like uh, Pearson, Horvat and Hogunder, which which has stayed the same pretty much all year. And then this line has been so good for us. It's put Putkolzin, Pedersen, and Garland. That line has been so damn good.
1: Sounds like a good line.
2: They've. Got, I don't. I don't think this is true. but I'm pretty sure they have a point. They have a goal in every game. This Ederson, after, Ederson after really,
1: I think had four or five goals in the last five games, and then plus uh, that nasty Forsberg shootout winner.
2: Oh Jesus Christ! I was so dirty. Um, I. I don't think he has four goals. I think he has. Uh, I'm trying to remember his his goals because I was at two of them. I don't think he' I don't think he scored against Carolina. Uh, anyway, but he anyway, was a completely he,
1: different player against Carolina. Oh, so he,
2: he looks so different. I, I'm pretty sure Boudreaux sat down with him one on one and actually had a talk and be like, "Hey, like, what's going on? Like, why have you not been playing well? Like, is it your wrist? Is it this? Is it this?" And obviously, they're not going to say what was said in that conversation, or no one's going to know what that conversation was, except for those two guys. But I think I think Boudreau figured out what the hell was going on with Pedersen, and he he just looks so much better. But yeah, I mean they're looking really good. Thankfully, they only have four players on COVID protocol now. Two of them are, I guess you can call them starting defensemen, and Shen Shen and Hunt right now. But we did get ekman Larson back last game, and he looked okay. But now we like our our bottom pairing defensemen are AHL defensemen, so that kind of scares me. So hopefully we get those guys back at some point. we yeah. also
1: lost Hamannick again to injury.
2: Yeah, well, I mean...
1: I watched that game where he got hurt, and I couldn't really figure out how he got hurt.
2: He was I don't even know. He, he got... Need to
1: be held, he need to be held up by two people.
2: I think he got, he got... I know he got hit, but it didn't look like it was that bad of a hit to his legs like it just looked like a normal hit and then he just all of a sudden was on the bench and he couldn't he needed help off the ice i'm like what the
1: hell happened that's almost like in the uh amazon documentary uh with the leaps where nick Felino a hit then got he got off the ice and then crawled to the dressing room oh yeah his, his back gave out you don't really necessarily know until um like a press release or something. Fi- somebody finds out what happens. Yeah, I, mean, know. I know he's out for a couple weeks,
2: but. I mean, it could have been, it could have been just like one of those things where it's like adrenaline's going when you're on the ice and all of a sudden you get to the bench and the adrenaline's gone and then you're like, oh, that's really, that's really sore. And I, I can't walk on it anymore. Like I've had that happen before. Like I blocked a shot in a game without sure. the padding and then all of a sudden, like in the middle of the, in the middle of the play, you're like, oh, it kind of hurts, but not really. Then all of a sudden you get to the bench and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, that hurts so much more now but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I honestly couldn't figure out what happened on that play. Like I know it's a lower body injury. I'm pretty sure it's his his leg. and I don't know. We'll, Mm -hmm. we'll see. I I know he's out like, yeah, like two to three weeks, something like that. Um, but yeah, the Canucks look pretty, pretty good. I know the new assistant coach on the, he's gonna, he's running the PK, the, shit. I don't remember his name. Um, Anyway, but yeah, he's he's running the PK now, and the P- the Panko looks so good. It's literally like all of the Canucks fans that actually know hockey and have watched them play. We know what's been the, the problem, problem is they play they played way too passive before. They would just let they would just let the play happen and not like be aggressive at all. They wouldn't. They just stay in their formation, their one one two formation, and they're just literally just cycle it they would just be like oh my i'm just like jesus christ he came in then all of a sudden new assistant coach new coach and like petterson had gm slash president petterson had a freaking penalty shot on on the penalty kill he was on the penalty kill, and he got a freaking he got a penalty shot like there you go right there that, that just goes to show how much change has happened in the penalty killing
1: but that was always um, a thought when uh the, the most skilled players that you had on your team never played the penalty kill. Like well, no. at least Matthews doesn't play the penalty kill, but Marner will.
2: Well, also like Hughes is started to play on the penalty kill as well. Like I'm pretty. There was a there you was should. a there was a a thing that came out. Uh, like I think a, a game. I think it was after the Kings game where, at the time we didn't nobody knew who the player was, but a player came up to Boudreaux and was like, "Hey, I want to I want to try being on the on the penalty kill," and Boudreaux was like. I mean, okay, but if you don't work out, then don't you ever ask me again? I'm like, <sighs> Jesus! I mean, but like, at least he's willing to try. The guy, whoever it is, on the penalty killer or someone asked to be on the power play, at least he's willing to try. He's not just me, like, uh, no, you're stupid for asking me that question. He's actually like open to trying. And if it doesn't work, then he, then it, okay, we're not doing that again. But if it does work, then hey, we'll keep doing it until it doesn't work. Like, it's just such a breath of fresh air for. The guys I know that for a fact because he's a he's a players coach for sure uh, you can definitely major, tell by
1: major players coach
2: you can definitely just tell by the way he did his uh his first press conference with the with the media he's laughing he's joking he's talking about like how much he wanted to be coach. A, he wants to coach a Canadian team because he's from Canada like oh man it's just such a breath of fresh air and it's just so nice to see because Dylan, this... How quickly,
1: how quickly do you think this will change? For the losing a couple of games. If we're going to talk about well, it, I think your team. Every
0: so. time a team hires a new coach, there's that like...
3: Teamwork
1: period.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's that like beginner's luck period. <clears throat> and then it's when they go through their first like little losing streak where I think you really see if if the team's changed or if it was just riding a little high. Uh, but I, no, I think, like I don't know if it'll bring the Canucks into the playoffs, but um, I think the team plays with like a swagger and a confidence now that didn't exist before Boudreau was there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I just wanted to say too in that last game against Columbus where they were down three nothing and then they scored four unanswered. Hell yeah! Um, the goal—I think it was the go-ahead goal that Bohravet scored, or it was the tying goal.
2: Yeah, that was the... Uh, well. He scored the first goal, and then he scored the last one. So, yeah, okay, it would have so been the last
1: one. The winning goal. I saw the slow motion of it, and the emotion, and the expression of how like, relieved I thought he was when that went in. It was fantastic. I thought it was awesome to see. Like, well, even cause... though it's not my team, it's just good to see. You know, well, because, like... Again.
2: It was like low like obviously Pederson and Besser were the ones that were struggling a lot before like when Green was coach before Boudreau got hired, but Horvath was like low key struggling like he wasn't really scoring a lot like yeah he was still doing his thing in the face off and defensively but he wasn't really scoring that many goals, and then like these last these last five games I think he has like four or five goals in those in those five games and he had two two in the last game and one of them was the game winner which was a, which was an unbelievable goal beautiful pass from jt just to get the just to get that on net but also top shelf it's just it's just a great a great play but yeah i think he had a lot of pressure on himself because like he's he's obviously the captain of the team and he's been there for a while and he's been through the highs and lows of this team and just to but yeah like you said just like seeing the relief on his on uh, on his face when he scored like yeah yeah i remember watching that it was like oh yeah yep okay we're fine now yep. we're fine we're good yep well this this was the team and i remember i was i was talking to my my friend matt about this who was also a big Canucks fan and i said to him like See, when, when I made the prediction, when I said this team was going to be third place, when we did our predictions f- for the standings, this team is the team that I envisioned being third place. This team that doesn't get down on themselves when they allow one, two, or three goals. They come back, win the game. I'm like, this is the team that I saw being third place behind the Oilers and the Golden Knights. So it's, it's nice to see them actually be that team now.
1: Knights aren't doing very well right now.
2: Yeah, as soon as they get Patrick Reddy back, I mean, and Stone, I mean, Jesus.
1: Yeah, I think it's again, it's coming down to goaltending, and maybe you shouldn't have got rid of Flurry <laughs> at that point, you guys. Like, it seems like the fans at that um, in that organization make a decision on goaltending. It seems like it's like a feeling because we're like, oh yeah, we're done with Flurry, I guess, and bye Flurry. We're we're gonna keep Leonard, and then now Leonard's on the hot seat. Because he's not playing as he did last year.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking That's of goaltending, speaking of goaltending, Thatcher Demko was named first star of the week last week. Four 0 two point or not one point two goals against average and a nine sixty two save percentage with a shutout. Jesus.
1: Good. Well, I guess we'll go into the complete opposite of. Vancouver Canucks at the moment. The Edmonton
2: Oilers. We're currently on a six game losing streak. They're the exact opposite. They're three exact and seven. Opposite. They're three and seven in their last 10, and the Canucks are seven and three. Where
0: did we start? They, well, like, I think. <clears throat> I don't think they're as bad as the losing streak kind of would show. Just like, I don't know if they're as good as. The like nine and one start that they had, you know, there's some middle ground that I think they'll find, um, but like the biggest problem right now is that they're getting no like depth scoring. Um, it's a problem for a the bottom time. six. Yeah, that goal against Toronto was the first goal scored by the bottom six in like nine games. Really? Yeah. Oh,
2: so when please. you
1: say when you say bottom six, you mean like. Sevier and
0: like uh, yeah, like the third or Ryan fourth Cloud line. And yeah,
1: Cassian and
2: anyone not named McDavid, So, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, basically. basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Poehary.
0: There's a Jonathan Willis who is a like an Oilers writer. He had a tweet saying, "Usually fourth lines don't don't matter much, but in a grand total of 42 and 49 games respectively, Kyle Turris and Shore." Have been outscored by a combined 40 to 19 margin when they're together, as they have been <clears throat> for just over an hour. It's six to two. For Jesus. context, in 95 games over two seasons, the Oilers were outscored 32 to 17 when Leonard Petrel was on the ice. You guys remember him? Oh, I don't. In other words, the rebuild Oilers with Petrell on the ice got better results than the McDavid Oilers with Shore and Turris on the ice. Yikes. Yikes. So, yeah. So, like, I think to sum it up, like, the Oilers aren't getting scoring from guys like Shore and Taurus, but also, um, Warren Fogel and Derek Ryan. There's just nothing there. I think they're getting chances, but just not capitalizing on them. Um, the power play has kind of dried up. Um, and I think teams have figured out the McDavid... Like, if you shut down McDavid and Drysaddle, you kind of dry up the whole team. Um, like, on the last episode, we were talking about um, the Islanders and on their 10-game 10 10 game losing streak. And I'm seeing similarities to a point that I made there where... Um, sorry, I'm just bringing up their schedule.
1: Um, I just wanted For the to say... Islanders... Sorry. Sorry. On. No, no, you, you go.
0: Well, what I was saying with the Islanders was like they're losing games, but they're they were scoring like a goal here, a goal there. And for the Oilers, it's the same thing.
1: Are you supposed to have any uh, get a win when you have zero scoring with your depth? Or if you can call yeah. it depth.
0: So like they're not getting any five on five scoring. And the power play, like I think teams have kind of figured out like, like their trick with the power play is McDavid winds it up, walks into the into the neutral zone,
1: it down to dry settle.
0: And, and kind of leads it in. Yeah, and then they look for the one timer on the right hand side for dry settle. Dry yeah,
1: settle's literally on the red line.
0: Yeah. I don't know so how you can score from that. there.
1: I really, I really don't get it.
0: So I don't know. They've got to change things up. And um Yeah, I mean they they had some injury woes too. They're running some guys like <laughs> like scraping at the at the the AHL yeah. barrel, looking for players. Yeah, um,
1: I know like Warren. I know you were really high on Warren Fogo at the beginning because I thought he was also playing very good in the beginning of the season. Um, he was, yeah. Where where has he gone? Is just like he's lost all motivation to play on the third line with the like, or he's not really getting no, his chances as th- much.
0: I think it, it's, I think it's a mix of. Of just there not being enough um, offensive production on that third line. Like they're not generating enough chances. And also just like shit luck. Like in the game against Toronto, Drysaddle missed that one oh, time. Oh, point. Like that <laughs> never happens. <laughs> so like I think it's just everything that can kind of go wrong right now is going wrong. Um, but there's another interesting tweet. This is from at NHL Sid. Um, NHL Sid, and it says: Before Tippett and Holland were hired, Edmonton needed a top four D, a goaltender, and a three center. A three center team was outscored 98 to 131 for a 42.8 percentage, without 97, 29, or 93 on the ice. God. Today, Edmonton needs a top four defenseman, a goalie. A goalie. Or a three center. And has been <laughs> scored sixty seven to one twenty seven. Or thirty four point four. Like, <clears throat> I think they've gotten some rotten luck. Like they lost Oscar Clefbaum. For just,
1: I think he's. I think he's done. I. I think he is. He is
0: like he's not going to play again. Adam Larson also, decided to leave. Like you can't. There's troll. nothing you can do there. And Holland has tried to to find a goalie, but he just he wasn't willing to pay Markstrom the six and a half or seven million uh, two years ago, and then la- this last summer he wasn't willing to pay um, the high price for Kemper. At some point I think you have to you have to pull the trigger. But um
1: I guess we have to kinda of see what the goalie market's gonna be by the trade deadline as well. Cause I mean like you guys could have claimed Johansson good off. Open. Yeah, yeah good, open. good open. But you guys could have claimed uh, Jonas Johansson off, even though he's not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh Tuga Rask being the emergency backup goalie right now. Sure. Um, they're sending Swayman down to the AHL. He's still
4: no way. They
1: will. they will, eventually. He's got
0: COVID, too.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, you just gotta be wary as well, because I think Spencer Knight also just got sent down to the AHL.
2: Okay. Oh, because of that 8-2?
1: Yeah, he's terrible right now.
2: Game, That's Jesus.
1: Yeah. It's, now, you want to know what their goalies are? It's Boborowski and Johansson. Um. <laughs> 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 So I don't know if it's gonna be better. I would have just kept Spencer Knight up here until the for a longer term solution. I remember I think it was a couple podcasts ago we talked about um what's his name uh, Koskinen. I think his record was twelve and three or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how the hell is this possible? I think the
0: Oilers they keep they running have... him
1: out there though. They need they need Skinner to play more. Yeah,
0: Skin, so Skinner's supposed to play tonight against Columbus. So, like, I think he's been good, but at the same time, he's a rookie. Like, he's only got, like, five games under his belt. You don't want to run him.
1: Oh, but you got to kind of just alternate between them now. Yeah. So no, Mike's I think Mike Smith, he he's back. supposed to be back,
0: I think. Like, he's he's been practicing, like, in full. So, good. I would expect by, like, the weekend, he's maybe backing up.
4: Gonna...
3: Um,
0: yeah, like, I don't know if Tippett's the right coach for this group. Um, like, he's a defensive-minded guy. And obviously, the Oilers need to focus on defense. But um, I don't know. He He's funny with his line changes. He's funny with, like, he, he rarely ever takes timeouts. Um, he plays favorites a lot with veteran guys which on a young group is pretty frustrating. Yeah. Um, and apparently Ken Holland has never fired a coach midseason.
1: That's an interesting stat.
2: Yeah. Who, who, okay, so say you guys do fire Tippett. Who Who do you think the Oilers sh- should bring in as like the, his replacement?
0: So I don't think he'll get fired. I think because his contract expires at the end of the season. So I think they'll just ride him out and then like, see ya. After, um, I would promote um, the Oilers' AHL coach, um, <clears throat> Jay Woodcroft. Sorry, his name slipped my mind.
1: All I thought of was Dallas Eakins. That's all I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: He was an assistant with um, Todd McClellan. And then when McClellan was let go, um, he's been, he's been looking for, I think like a full-time NHL head coaching job for a while, but he decided instead of kind of following wherever, cause you know how assistants will usually like follow the head coach and just go work under them. He decided to stick around and be the coach in the AHL. Um, and the turnaround there has been like really, really good. Um, like for the first time in like, since he's taken over, uh, prospect development has actually been pretty good of guys, not just like first round guys, but these later round guys, like Niemalainen who came in. Like I, don't, I had never even heard of the guy.
1: You sent me that guy's name and I had no idea who you are talking about.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like personally, I think I would promote him because I think he's ready for an NHL job. And I think if he doesn't get this Oilers head coaching job, he's going to take, he's going to get a good job somewhere else
1: just gonna lose a coach yeah possible a possible replacement
0: yeah and like he seems like um it kind of gives me like john cooper vibes where he's like he's a young coach well he's like a young like players coach like he's not this like hard-ass like dad on them he's like you know what i mean he's kind of like the nice guy
1: he's like bruce Boudreau. And what I was getting with uh, when you said it's more of a defensive coach, I really wanted to throw in that he has the most offensive players in the NHL.
0: Yeah, and like (laughs) Like McDavid is the the best. Like McDavid has been terrible defensively this year.
1: No, John Tortorella says he has to adapt. So
2: yeah, got to be done. It's not going to work in the playoffs.
0: Well, it's not going to work in the (laughs) playoffs. Yes, it doesn't matter.
2: Tortorella just Tortorella just shut his goddamn mouth. Okay. We'll talk about him later, but he needs Are we to going show us. Talk his...
1: about him later. Do I really have to talk about him later? Um, so, like,
0: yeah, I guess if I'm the Oilers, like, you're in a slump. It's not as bad. It's not. It's not as bad as I think it seems. Is it's it like good. throwing
1: a jersey on the ice bad, or is it?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think
1: oh, so. Somebody did that. I know.
2: Yeah, I mean, they should not be happy. They should. <laughs> They should never be allowed to go to an game if you're going to throw the jersey on the ice. I think it's so stupid. What
1: are you talking about, too? All three of our teams all threw a jersey on the ice this year.
2: Maybe we threw a jersey on the ice this year? No way. Yeah.
1: Within Not the first this six year. games. Why do we remember the first one, that? too? I wasn't. I was
2: somebody in a I thought a comment Montreal thread. was the first one.
0: Yeah, Montreal had one as well. That's 4 out of the basically half the Canadian teams.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally it's just Winnipeg and uh Ottawa and then uh...
1: Calgary.
2: Yeah, Calgary. They don't have yeah, a reason Cal- to throw yeah, fucking. Yeah, Calgary can't
1: in. do anything right now cuz all the they're all in the covid. The co- well, well
2: code they can cuz they don't even have a team yeah. to go on the ice right now. Jesus. But you're not allowed in the building
1: to throw the the jersey on the ice, so yeah,
2: no whatever. Point.
1: Uh whatever. <laughs> um I think with the whole jersey going, it's not good to see because, one, that's a very expensive piece of memorabilia you just threw on. That's ice. what I was going to
0: say. Somebody, apparently, somebody in the comments said, like, no, no, don't worry. It was like one of those Chinese,
1: like, yeah, I hope so.
0: $30 <laughs> McDavid
1: <Yeah>. jerseys. <laughs> you, don't. But you know, but you know that the other ones might not have been. Yeah, no. So, and that's the only way that, think management can see that the fans are not happy.
2: Well, but that's
1: but that's their only way of letting them know, other than sending an angry tweet.
2: Well, look at the Canucks'
1: Instagram page. um, Something random online, right, where they're basically just abusing team online. Then with the Canucks,
2: literally, literally, it worked out perfect for the Canucks. Is a freaking guy threw the jersey on the ice. Game against Pittsburgh. It was a really horrible game to watch. They, they, I think the, the four, four, one, five, one loss. And then all of a sudden, boom, new coach, new, or GM's fired, coach's fired, new coach, new, new GM. Term. Like, ridiculous. Just happened. GGM. Yeah. New interim GM just happened. Just, I mean, Montreal
1: fingers. did that and they still only have six wins.
2: Well, Montreal is a whole other story. They oh, are, they're a lost cause. I was
1: listening to the Steve Dangle podcast the other day and uh, they had Andrew Berkshire. He does the game over after their their games, and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a little here to see uh if Montreal can win a game before the world Juniors start <laughs> see if Canada can win all six of their games and tie Montreal for <laughs> the most wins <laughs> have, have the same amount of wins in the season that would be so funny if that happened, yeah bad, really bad and." Like they're not going to fire their coach oh no Ducharme's not leaving until at least the offseason so they'll just have to I think didn't Tyler Toffoli just get really injured now he's on like he's out for like six to eight weeks had surgery yeah. or something like that yeah yeah I just saw that on SportsCenter the ticker the other day and I was like what I, I freaked out I'm like well now they're really screwed if they weren't screwed before now they're really done like, should Gary Price even come back this year or just be like nah it's okay it's like, oh, I'll wait this one. Out. I'll just wait this one. Out. I'll be Shay and fill up here.
2: I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just keep training for the Olympics. Carry, uh, yeah. the Olympics are happening. Exactly.
1: Um, is that all you have to say on the Oilers, Dylan?
0: Yeah, like, they've played themselves out of a playoff spot right now. But they it's have a handful early. of games at hand. And, yeah, like, we're not even at the halfway point yet. So I would expect so- things to bounce back. But um, the the calls that they're this is the year that they're going to contend. Like it, it's obvious that this this roster still is not it's not good enough.
1: Well, since the Oilers are and sliding, um, there's
0: only <clears throat> sorry. The last thing I guess is um, McDavid has four years left, and Drysdale has it? five. So like. Yeah, like if you want to make it work, like you have to like this is the group, like you don't have time to to like strip it down guy. and try, and try again. Like <laughs> this is it.
1: Yeah. Um sorry, with with the Oilers sliding, um, Ovechkin has now moved into first place in points.
2: Yeah, like who would have thought 46. he would be first place in points? Like yeah, maybe goals, but not points. He's
1: 36 years old and he has 46 points.
2: He's like, yeah, I guess
0: I'll pass now.
2: I'm 36. I'm getting old. I'm going to beat Gretzky's record at some point. It's going to be his record.
1: Is sleep now.
2: Yeah, literally. As long as he doesn't get injured, which I hope he doesn't.
1: It's not even going to be injury. It's going to be COVID. Yeah. It's going to be possibly another lockdown, or the games are going to be postponed. And he might still be playing when he's 45, like Jocker still. He'll be just out there standing in his spot, just waiting. And he'll I just... think he
0: goes until he gets the record, and then he's like, all right. Yeah, he's like, you. all right. Yeah.
1: He's only going to score the goal, celebrate. Everybody's going to skate around, give him the hugs. He's going to walk off the bench, and that's going to be it. Yeah, he's going to be like, okay, I'm done now. See you later, boys. His kid's going to be like 15. These kid's like two years old right now. His kid's going to be 15 years old. He's still going to be playing in the NHL trying to get this record. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Also, I wanted to that thing that scared me the absolute most this week. Jack Eichel, him skating around again, and him—he's in full practice. He's just not—he's non-contact. That's it. He's already practicing with Vegas. It's just non-contact, non-contact, and I'm freaking the hell out. If if the Olympics are still going on, we don't like this is for the last little week and a half. It's gone.
2: He's not playing for Team USA. there. no way.
1: It's gone completely haywire now. So
2: he's not going to play for Team USA. He hasn't still played. Still scared. He hasn't. First of all, who knows if the Olympics are even going to happen for for the NHL players? Number one. Number two. How the hell is Jack Hagel going to give up to game speed for the Olympics? Aren't the Olympics like at the beginning of February or middle February?
0: It's the yeah the beginning of February.
2: Yeah so he has a month and a half to actually be like ready for contact so non in a, in a non-contact jersey actually play a couple games because isn't the selection camp like a, a like a couple weeks before the before the start of the Olympics
1: I believe it's um middle of January
2: Exactly so he has even year. less time he has a month He's not even. He's not even playing games right now. He's not even practicing in full contact. Do you know what's really interesting too is that Tyler Johnson
1: got the exact same surgery as Jack Eichel. He just he just got the and now he has no like nobody cares about Tyler Johnson. The fact what? that Tyler Johnson doesn't get any of the stick that Jack Eichel did <laughs> um, shows you that. Now he's the pioneer of the surgery and now they can anybody can get this surgery. So now it's gonna make it as you know normal as like Tommy John surgery, which hopefully that yeah. will stop being it. Um yeah, I just wanted to bring up Ovi and Keichel. Um you could talk about the Olympics if you want to. there of Olympics that might happen. Do you th- do you think that Okay, well individual players like Stamkos for Canada and certain people that should have been Olympians in the past, do you think they're still gonna go? Even if um like majority like I heard McDavid saying that he doesn't he, it's very unsettling that he might have like the whole um quarantining situation
2: yeah, in China. To three to five weeks, like what a joke.
1: Like what I was saying before, uh just before the podcast. Um it's only if like it's three to five weeks that's only if you really kind of get it at the beginning, because if you get it at the end of the Olympics, yeah, you got to be there for three to five more weeks, possibly more. And you got to fly home to whatever country you're in, like Canada, United and States, then do and their then fourteen day quarantine there. You might miss like three months, two months, two and a half months.
0: Yeah, if I'm the like NHL owner and gms i'm kind of like
1: eh. uh good good try and like when i say Stamkos, too like he's he's missed out on we already talked about 2010 he probably wasn't he wasn't not going to be selected for that team uh, 2014 he was injured i can tell you which injury is something to do with either his leg his back something I think wasn't it was it? his leg right wasn't he that when he hit the post
2: yeah i was going to say wasn't that when he hit the post and he broke his tibia
1: couldn't remember which injury it was because he's been injured so many times over the last seven years. Um. So yeah, like, and then 2018, nobody went. Um. So, my opinion, if I'm, if I'm Stamkos or if I'm a hot like an NHL hockey player, I'm going still. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and like, I think if I'm going to
1: represent my company, uh, my company, my country,
0: your boss is telling you no, you are not.
1: I'm going. You're yes, staying. I am.
0: And then they're going, no, you're not. <laughs> you <laughs> are owned by us.
2: <laughs> it's like by, I'm not
1: a slave. I'm going.
2: By the way, Ben, that injury was the one when he when he uh, broke his tibia going into the post.
1: Um.
0: And that, I think that, would, that only guys, happened like a couple of weeks before. No.
2: Yeah, it was yeah. November. It was November eleventh.
1: Oh, so you had like the, if you had the only chance to go, would you go?
2: No. No. Really? The freaking if I have to say, because like, like, obviously there is the chance that you don't get uh, the COVID when you're there, not but full, like, still, hey, you're getting it. Yeah, exactly. It's not like hey, you're gonna get it. You're gonna quarantine for three to five weeks, and then when you go back to whatever country you came from. You have to do with their COVID protocols. It's like, yeah, these are these are what if scenarios. Like, oh, well, what if I get COVID? Then then you deal with the three to five week quarantine and then quarantine when you get home. But I guess there is that scenario where you don't get it and it's perfectly fine. But are you have willing? To, yeah, are you willing to risk it in case you do get it when you're there and then you're screwed? Especially especially with the NHL players because they still have a, they still have games to play after the Olympics. it's not like these it's not like these other athletes like they'll, they'll they'll do the olympics and then they're like okay i'm done for like another four years like with some of the events that they do and they only do it every four years they like they, they still train for it, but they actually they don't actually compete in events like but like the nhl players they have an entire season still and they have uh, they they have stanley cup playoffs and all that that's like are you willing to risk it just to go to the olympics
1: still am yeah. yeah I think to represent too, my, like, my country is the,
0: I think a part same. of it too is that it's China it's not like
2: yeah that's where it all started that's like but that's where the surprised. NHL wants to go to because
1: you know, they sent people over there that's their, their growing market as well they want they're telling them not to go and they obviously don't want them to go but they want like, the NHL obviously wants to expand to China they've been trying to do it for the last like 10 years do well, this do? is like one way to do it. <laughs> Again, it's like going through the whole COVID protocols and quarantining and stuff, right? So it's, that's the I, that's the one part.
2: I just love the the commercial that, that we're PK a spokesperson for. But like, oh, this is where we belong. Like, do they even have ice in China? I fuck. I love that. Yes, that's they so do. Fun. It's so funny. like, oh, yeah, no duh. Yeah. Um. Right, Dylan.
1: What were you gonna say?
0: Uh. Well, I think like. If the Olympics were um, in Europe or if they were in North America or something, I think the the vibe would be a bit different um, just based on the like China like this is a country that's currently committing like genocides and stuff like
1: the political landscape is not good:
0: yeah, so like I think I read it on Reddit. Um, not sure who tweeted it. I don't think I saved it. But they said like basically if you go to China for these Olympics, like there's the 3 to 5 week quarantine, but once you're there, you're in the hands of of China. Um and you're kind of you know, if they want you to quarantine for 5 weeks, you're going to quarantine for for 5 weeks. Like I don't know maybe the the political grasp of it just kind of I don't know Tim, i don't timid, think i, would
1: feel, a I don't bit. know if I would
0: feel comfortable in a like foreign country yeah in like uh not not like not just any foreign country but one that's like you know, heavily criticized. Yeah. like
1: know heavily, heavily criticized recently in well, not just recently, but over a long time. Get like, it's,
0: it, it's not somewhere that I would want to be kind of stranded. And I think I would, my fear would be, like, you go over there, and then it's like you said after, like, at the tail end of the Olympics, you test positive, and then, like, I don't know, then what? Like, how long are you, are you stuck in, in China for waiting to, waiting to go back? And then there's the protocols when you get back into Canada or the States, whatever that is.
1: I believe Um, it's 14 days as of right now.
0: Yeah, so like that, you could potentially miss like two months of like in those five weeks plus two weeks quarantine, you're not skating.
4: You're You're not doing anything.
0: So like (laughs) basically if you don't so, like, if you get stuck there, you're, you're done until the playoffs, basically.
1: But guess what, though? I have a nice gold medal around my neck. But you're, 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 you're,
0: you're, 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 Based on based. And that's literally. The only time we get to see best on best with,
4: It's like, literally.
0: Yeah. So if the NHL doesn't want to do the Olympics, fine. Like I don't care. Don't do the Olympics. But there needs to be some sort of like
2: do the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah, exactly. I was just Cup gonna say that.
0: Yeah, do the World Cup of oh. Hockey, but make it like legitimate. Like none of this yeah. Team Europe, young half player, and half. teams, like none of that bullshit. Like make it like, like legit. Yeah, like make it invite players who are not in the NHL to play in this tournament.
2: Yeah, literally.
0: Um, or, like, the other idea I thought of was, like, what if if the NHL kind of rejigged their schedule in a way that they could um, take the World Championships more seriously? And every year we have, like, a best-on-best best with all of the best players there.
1: Yeah, because the World Championships is basically just, hey, you bowed out of the playoffs over to whatever European country you're in. Yeah. The only the only country that really takes that seriously is Russia. Yeah. They're the most serious tenders in that tournament because if Obi if Obi gets eliminated from the playoffs, he's if he's not on the plane that night. He's there already. It's 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 a joke. It'll be like Kovalchuk. It'll be dat it'll be whoever the hell is over there in the KHL playing <laughs> on that suit. Um I don't know like Sergei Gontra, I think like even earlier, like crazy amount of Russian players head over there. Like I think Kuznetsov would probably head over there and play. Um
2: well yeah, he's not allowed he...
1: to play topics, I think. Oh he's not, no.
2: Maybe Malkin if he's healthy.
1: Is Malkin even played this year? No. I was gonna say. Um yeah, I, I think that's pretty good for Olympic talk because I think you... if
0: you add like when we talked about it a couple weeks ago because we briefly talked about it in the last episode and i think at that time i was like yeah it's like a 90% chance they're going to the olympics now it's like, like 40 it, it's in the players <laughs> yeah, hands and they're going to totally be like yeah we're going now i'm like i think it's like a 10% chance
1: that they go um also on the on podcast i was listening to the other day um they brought up like alex petrangelo um Apparently, he has four child, like four kids under three and a half. So, like, if he gets stuck, and he's he's been named to the team already, right? He's been named to yeah, he's one of the Olympic team.
4: Yeah, he's screwed.
1: Yeah, so like, if he has one, like, you don't know the internet situation, so you can't talk to your family. You don't know. Two, if he gets COVID, he won't be able to see his family for like two and a half months, even though he's already played in the bubble playoffs and all that other stuff. But I don't think he's going to go. Like certain players have their own situations, right? So you kind of just have to base it on what their situations are. So if like they're single, not single, they're married, they have kids. like They're probably not yeah. going to go. It's, it's more personal situations rather than them actually wanting to go play. Yeah, you get so obviously, guys they like... all want to go play. I think it's just personal situations.
2: Yeah, you get guys like Matthews, they're just like, Oh, whatever, I don't care, I'm going anyway.
1: It's like, oh, I could definitely model over there. It's got, yeah, I'll be good. Where are these soccer kits that we got?
2: I'll, I'll grow out my mustache in the, in the five-week quarantine, it'll be great.
1: His mustache literally didn't get any thicker over like the two years that he had it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the World Juniors that's supposed to be taking place in, on Boxing Day. Um all the roster well, majority of the rosters have been released. The top three that we really focus on, Canada, US, and Russia have all been released. Um Canada. Honor Bedard and Shane Wright.
0: And Owen Power.
1: And Owen Power. Basically he knows that he wants to play on a team that's you know half decent, so that's good. Um
4: with uh,
1: 16 years old and it Hasn't been there hasn't been a 16 year old on the team I don't think since McDavid
4: yeah. McDavid wasn't
0: uh, I think it was like McDavid, Crosby Lindros, J-Bo Meester
2: J-Bo Meester I guess it's a bad
1: rap Great Maybe Gret- I
0: think Gretzky too
1: yeah, Gretzky. I guess he was, yeah. Gabriel um, Meester
0: was an elite skater. He
1: like. was.
2: Yeah, he was like Eric Carlson back in the day.
1: Just 10 times taller and bigger. Nerdier. Nerdier, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to describe it. Um, my thing with... I had this conversation at work the other day. The amount of pressure that we put on these under 20-year-old kids, like, <laughs> <laughs> like as a country... Oh, we need to win gold. We don't win it. Like we need, like with the whole Maxime Contois thing, the whole like couple years ago, where people were roasting him on the penalty shot or shootout goal, or whatever it was that we lost. And Michael uh, DiPietro Di when lost in overtime yeah. to Finland. <laughs> I've learned, I've learned over time that this is something that you they're don't really take kids. as serious. They're just, they're literally just kids now. Like looking at these birth dates and us being in our late twenties and mid twenties, we're old. Don't say late twenties.
2: You two are. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are. Hey, you two are. I'm still 22.
1: That must be nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Canada Canada had a lot of really good turnover for this tournament. Um, Mason, Mason McTavish, Connor Bedard, Shane Wright. Big neighbors, Cole Perfetti. Our goaltending is be damn good. Yeah, Cosa. Uh, he's 6'7. Yeah, that guy's a, that
2: guy's a monster.
1: One oh, power, Caden Goolie. Ghoul- this guy is a defenseman. Um, I don't know, there was a there was a trade between. He just got traded to the Oil Kings and the CHO. The Oil Kings basically gave up like six players, two draft picks, like. Just an I'm, I'm, I'm obscene amount of like players. Trades in the, in the juniors I'm, are hilarious. Oh, I, <laughs>
0: I'll tra- I'm going to trade you a first round pick in 2043.
1: <laughs> Deal. I'll trade you four of them. I'll trade you my next four years for this player right now, and then he won't be on the team next year. We just need him for the the Mem Cup run. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, with Sebastian Casa, I know. Dylan has a really soft spot for Casa because I remember uh, watching the draft earlier this year and uh, was it the Oilers picked? Was it the Oilers that picked first or was it Detroit that picked first?
0: No, Detroit picked first and then the Oilers traded their pick to Minnesota yeah, um, yeah. for the other guy. I forget the uh, the other goalie's name.
1: Either way, you did not get Sebastian Casa You are not happy about
0: it. I mean, their first round pick is on the team. Um, Xavier
1: Borgio. Borgio, yeah. So, Um, didn't you have another guy that got cut, though? I can't remember his name. He's another French player.
0: Yeah. He was, I think, like almost leading.
4: Tom Rennie is still the chief CEO. He's the
1: CEO of Hockey Canada. I know that. Carter um,
0: Savoy is one of them. So yeah, mm.
1: Savoy or Savoy.
0: And then he has a brother.
1: Uh, Canada has the easiest
2: group. And then they're going to lose in the semifinal to an actual good team. They aren't
1: team. even going to make it to the semis. They're going to lose in the quarters.
2: Well, like the time when they finished eighth. In <laughs> like twenty, what was that? Like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. When Finland won gold that year. I'm like, Jesus Christ. have
1: been No, that was a different year. He's, he's Sweden. Um,
0: it was the year... Uh, <laughs> what was, I think it was the year Mitch Marner was like the captain.
1: Yes, he was. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I think Canada has a good chance of winning this again. I mean, we're favorites <laughs> going into it every single time. It's just they need some sort of pushback.
0: It's a potential trap, like you said, though. They could smoke their division and then
1: Run into the play US the Russians or the Americans Russian. in
0: like, the quarterfinal or the semifinal and just get smashed because they haven't played any yeah. like, real tough competition.
1: In Finland, Finland might be tough. I'm um, not really sure they have. Oh, yeah. A... They're
0: probably like really good, and we know nothing yeah. about them. Same,
1: same with Germany and Czech Republic. Those aren't like easy teams anymore never really been easy um really there's no easy teams unless like it's austria and Switzerland's still good but that's in the other division it's not like it's hard but i just see us just absolutely trouncing just destroying teams
2: well yeah we're gonna destroy the teams in our division or you know, whatever you want to call them yeah i guess division and then all of a sure. sudden or yeah group whatever and then all of a sudden, quarterfinal, semifinal, then final. It's like we haven't really played any good teams. We're not really playing like the style of game we want to play because they've been playing such garbage teams. They've gotten caught on that before.
0: <clears throat> like I couldn't tell you what year, but like I remember a similar situation where they had a a pretty easy group. Like they weren't in the basically they weren't in the hard group. They were in the easy group, and they looked really good in the in those divisional games, and then they got to the quarterfinal and were challenged in a way that they hadn't been before. Um, And it didn't really turn out well. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you need that, you need that adversity at the beginning of the tournament, I think to kind of. Steady the ship. Yeah. To be like, okay, yeah, yeah, we can, we can do this. Like. Mm
1: -hmm. Otherwise you kind
0: of panic. I think when you get to those, those games where.
1: I think there's just so much pressure and. It's like what I was saying before. Like Canada versus U.S. has always been. You know, that's that's the game you want to watch. That's the game that everybody wants.
0: It sucks that they're not in the division, and then we won't get the yeah, New Year's the, Eve. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or the uh, I think they will probably play Finland on New Year's Eve. Let me let me just check the schedule here. Yeah, I think the, they uh, do. Um, start off with the Czech Republic.
2: Yeah, we we're gonna say boxing they were playing the checks like wow what a great game that'll be.
1: Canada versus Finland.
4: <laughs> um there's USA Russia on that day too though. Pretty good.
1: So hopefully Canada can pull this off. I feel like they can. They have a lot of good talent on their team and like with Shane Wright and Connor Bedard, I think they're gonna be um. Their their forwards are stacked. Just think that you do need that adversity adversity at the beginning. Just to you know, be like okay. It
0: sets the tone. Yeah.
1: um even last year as well. Like I think it was it was uh, us in our group or was it Russia in our group last year? Um. Either way, they had. It was the U.S. It was the U.S. So I think the U.S. lost to us in the round robin, group play. Then made it all the way to the finals, and then Canada lost to the U.S. And if you look at that U.S. team last year as well, like uh, Trevor Zegers, Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield coming off is uh, Wisconsin too. Like he was.
2: Who, who was the U.S.A.'s goalie that year? Spencer Knight. Was it was it Spencer Knight?
1: Uh last year's? Yeah.
0: <laughs> last year, I totally forgot about this. So last year, Canada won 16 2 against Germany in the first game.
1: Uh, I stopped watching it after uh eight.
0: <laughs> beat Slovakia 3 1 and then the Swiss ten nothing. <laughs> and then Finland 4 1. Czech 3 0. Russians 5-0, and then they lost to the U.S. 2-0 in the final.
1: Yeah, they were absolutely on a dominant tear last year.
2: Yeah, they met up, and they met with the U.S.
1: They had a really good team last year.
0: Yeah, like, they only allowed four goals in the first, like, six games. And then they just couldn't score against the Americans.
1: I mean, I watched that, that final, and it was—U.S. shut them down fairly very well oh yeah um
4: that's just hockey right that's you can really do about it then
1: i'll come back next year it's in the same place
0: edmonton knows how to do these bubble hockey games so i do like i assume Uh, this one's like did they sell tickets to this one like
1: it says it says there so uh Spencer Knight was the goalie last year. Dustin Wolf. Spencer Knight. Like Trevor Zegres, Turcott, Kaliev. Italian name, uh Cole Caulfield,
4: Eddie Beneers who's back this year. It's
1: a bunch of really good players. See, we'll see what the And You know what?
0: Last so year fast. in the first game that the Americans played last year. Lost. They lost to Russia
1: 5-3. Adversity.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, I don't know. I don't know if it actually means anything, but
1: oh, I'll see. Um we were talking about this before the podcast started. What about the we were, originally we were talking about the Jason Spezza kneeing and Cole's kneeing and knee on knee and um, Neil Pionk's knee on knee, on knee. like it seems like the NHL has you know, if they figured out what kneeing is what a knee on knee gets you usually um, Neil Pionk got two games. Which I mean it was a knee on knee. Like now Sandine's out for two, or three weeks. Um when you look at that Jason Spezza hit, call it a hit or kneeing. If like this is what shocked me at the beginning. Like at the beginning I was um so shocked that he got six games. I'll just be a, I'll I'll just admit that. I was so shocked. I was like To be honest, I didn't see him knee him in the head, I saw him knee him more in the chest. And saw his head go back. The amount of force that was coming down at him with
4: his shin pad. Give him a concussion.
1: Obviously hit him really hard. Um, it was a dangerous and reckless play. I've come to the terms that that's not what the game should have. Um, and I hate Neil Pionk. And this is really hard for me to say. I hate that player. He's, he's garbage. And six games is a lot. Like the first instinct that I had, that most people had, was a guy bit somebody twice. <laughs> got five. A guy who needs somebody in the head, yes, got six. And I want you yeah. see, he got
0: splashed with water by uh, I think it was Marcus Foligno. <laughs>
1: Marcus an yeah. Brayton, uh, no, um, his name Greenway was jabbing him with a stick, um. <laughs> The other guy too, there's another guy on the bench too, who is just just giving it to him. uh yeah. so I was a little frustrated with that that a guy hit somebody twice in less games than a guy who hit who hit somebody, but it was a dangerous and reckless play. What I talked to you guys about it before was what's a clean hit anymore what's birdie, well, it's not what, what Jason Spencer did Yes, exactly <laughs> um, and then with the Jason Spencer thing just to wrap it up you know how long the appeal process takes? It takes...
3: No. So, he got
1: suspended. I believe it is during the next game that the Leafs played. like middle of the game. And it was, it was announced that he got six games. And what Jason Spezza is going to be appealing is... If he didn't fall, reach for the puck... Jason Spessa might not have got him in the head, obviously, because it wouldn't have made sense. If he didn't go down on his knees, even though know, he saw red, like you could tell like he was yelling at Pionk after he needs Sandine, <laughs> which is fair. That's premeditated. <laughs> it doesn't look good. But what his argument is, is if he stood up, and didn't hit him, would have hit him with his shoulder. He would have been fine. It would have been a normal hockey hit. And... The appeal process it goes to Barry Bettman and then if he says no and he it goes to some private uh
0: Yeah, like a mediator.
1: Uh, yeah, a mediator. And so that happened that day and he appealed right away. It's the appeal process is going to take on Tuesday, it was gonna be read that night. And they wouldn't get back to him till Wednesday. So luckily that the game against Calgary was postponed tonight, which is Thursday. He's already served three out of six games.
4: Yeah, that's kind of gonna. It's gonna
1: be done before the appeal even happens. Then you're gonna just waste more money on mediators and.
0: Well, maybe they goal. drag it out on purpose like that, so that players are less. Yeah, but then you look back like Tom. To Wilson, you look stuck. back to the
1: Tom Wilson stuff. He, um, with his 21-game suspension, right? And he did his appeal process but he already served like 6 or 7 games and then it got reduced yeah. to 14 games so he also lost a million dollars worth of money already and so it's the appeal process needs to be sh- either smaller and quicker or you know, i mean other than just not doing dangerous shit but yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> so but people if, in the head. Now you yeah. don't have to worry about it
1: yeah, exactly and I understand like he's never been Never been fined. He's never had previous, you know, uh, problems with the league or anything like that. He's played 1,203 NHL games without having a suspension or a fine. Really?
2: Yes. Then why the hell did he get six games?
1: Because that is a dangerous hit. And I understand where the NHL is talking about. But I was trying to get the question out what is a clean hit and what's a dirty hit? Because we talked about Jacob Truba's two hits this week. Um one was in my opinion. and he hit him in the head. But
2: the Kara one?
1: Kara also had his head down. Was in the tracks. As we hockey guys like to say, he was in the trolley tracks and you, you're you're screwed.
4: Choo choo!
1: Yeah, goodbye. Good night. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is your takes on Jacob Truba and his
4: hits last week?
1: It was a long-winded... Uh,
0: I don't that. think... <laughs> I, I wouldn't call Jacob Truba a dirty player based on those hits. Uh, like, I think, I think in the... Sorry.
2: The, the one on McKinnon was not a dirty hit. It was just a big hit on a star player. So, obviously, the team's going to react... The way that they normally would when somebody hits their star player. Yeah, but...
0: Cog is going to throw his gloves off and fight if like somebody breathes on <laughs> <laughs> in the wrong way. Like, Cannon yeah. Brandon,
1: Gerard McCarr, like any of them. Any of them. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: like the Caro one. Like it. I mean, it sucks, especially because Caro's had. he had a big concussion problem last year, and
1: you get knocked out last year in a fight. Yeah. Yeah but like is he still playing i don't know it's <laughs> <laughs> just, just like i'm i'm talking about just mental like the future of his health
0: maybe he needs
4: the money maybe
1: um i don't know i just think that like, everybody's personal opinion about a hit is different To me,
0: they're not in the same category as, like I said this before, they're not in the same category as, like, a Matt Cook type of hit where it's, like, the guy's going after his head. I think they're just unfortunate situations where a guy had his head down and he got clipped. Like, Truba's not going in with his elbow up. I don't think he's aiming for the head. I think the head just happens to get caught. Like, in the in the Kara one, you can see his head's down. And then at the last second, he kind of, like, props himself up. Like, before getting hit. Um, I don't know. Like, it happens so fast. I don't think it's... I think it's easy to look at them in slow motion and be like, oh, he should have stopped, or he should have done this, or whatever. Yeah, my, think, my,
1: take, my take was... You had to just poke... Like, the, the puck was in Kara's feet. But you I think if...
0: Just- if Truba's putting himself in a bad position if he lunges, and is reaching for the puck because then Kara's gonna knock him out. Right? If yeah. if Truba's like le- leaned over with his head down, and Kara's right there, Kara's gonna lay him out.
4: So I maybe, think he yeah, he maybe the it's body. Just like a
1: yeah, or it's like a like it's just a crash, like it's just a crash into yeah. each other. Yeah. Um. I, I agree with you on it's an unfortunate accident that happened. I was just just watching a guy that he go unconscious while he's falling.
0: Yeah, it's kind of scary. You he's, see him like fall on so, the ice, and then you can see yeah. his eyes like rolling back. Yeah, behind it's, his it's
1: terrible behind his head. And then there was also another one with Ryan Lumb- Lumberg Lumberg. yeah, against Jacob McDonald on the Avalanche, and yeah, two times against the Avalanche. Um, this, again, one this, one, this one was This one looked a lot more like. It looked like the Kara one because he also left on the stretcher. Um, but he was reaching for the puck, and just got. Um, but when I watched that one in comparison to the Kara one, see the the Florida player, going to reach for the puck like he he sees that he's going to go reach for the puck, then he was about to, and then he stopped. He pulled his arms back and then went for the hit. He knew that that guy was going to get it, which is fair. He he had it. He was reaching for it. Yeah. And then he changed from, hey, I'm not going for the puck anymore. I'm going to hit this guy. And hit him hard. And again, body goes it was a limp. clean hit. Yeah. Body goes limp. Shoulder to,
0: shoulder to chest. It just sucks the guy got knocked out. Like. <laughs>
1: I I think it's just hard
4: to watch. Um, really, even
1: when you say, "Hey, this is hockey," um, if hits like that, like if you're trying to show a new fan this and be like, "So, like, if you try to play this sport, you know, maybe at some point if you get good enough, you might be put in these situations."
2: Yeah, you could get your bell rung.
1: Yeah, I've or I've gotten my bell rung a few times.
2: That doesn't and... surprise me. You're a puny guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we we discussed this also earlier too. Is that like you've never been hit because you're just a big blooded defenseman? So you you just stood there and did nothing. So it's fine.
2: Exactly. Um, you stood there in front yeah, of the men,
1: than, did my job. Likely, more than likely through you know, like Pee Wee and Adam and a uh, bantam hitting just that's just a part of the game but then kind of learn that either you don't want to play like that i never wanted to play like that or you know you just suck it up and deal with it for a little bit and then stop playing hockey all together i don't know it's it's a personal opinion that everybody needs to have like I think that's why hockey's kind of slowed down like people don't really want to play it anymore as being and fighting and the game wants to change, but it's not changing fast enough for people to you know, change their opinions on it. Because most people just go to the games to f- watch people fight, and I'm like, I don't even go there to do that anymore. I go there to watch the hockey and the goals and the.
0: Well, if fighting was taken out of the game, I couldn't care less. Like, no. I don't really care. But if hitting is taken out of the game, then yeah, I wouldn't be very happy about that.
1: But my, my question, my question is too, is like, if I gave you two different scenarios, like. You know, you remember Matthews' first? I think it was his first goal, second goal against Ottawa, where he picked, pocketed like Eric Carlson, and went down down the side, then pickpocketed somebody else, and then put it five-hole on Craig Anderson. There's no hitting; mm-hmm. like they couldn't stop him. You have that one, or you have one where you run the guy into the board so hard, grab the puck, and then just shoot it on that and score. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather have one that has, you know, like this really skilled player? instead of just driving his shoulder into his face and the puck off of him, or would you rather have one that like, like Matthews or like somebody else? Like, um, that's why we don't have these giant players. Like, we, like Reeves and McDermott fought the other day and I'm like, Oh my God, these guys are just heavyweights. And that, and then Reeves got his ass kicked. I've never seen Reeves actually lose a fight, but McDermott had this like weird stance and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. um, yeah, what, what situation would you rather have? Would you rather have one that's more skillful? Would you rather have one that's more brute force?
0: So I personally like, I like, um, I don't want to sound like John Tortorella, but
1: like. You can't, it's impossible.
0: The skill game to me is like really, really cool. And like, I respect it, but like to me, the 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 uh, the brute force. Like to me that's more like hockey. Like that's okay. the hockey that I like. And I think it's because I'm not very good at hockey, but like I like <laughs> I like like chip and chase, like boring hockey like that. Like what? um that's played more physically than um skillfully. Like the Trevor Ziegris play. I'm kind of like, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. But I'm not like I don't have this like mind blown like I would definitely do Holy that. Holy shit. Like, that, that, that is that is amazing. Like to me I'm like yeah, that that's cool but like um I don't know. Like a big hit to me is like yeah. Like to see somebody get cronwald. I like that, but maybe I'm just
1: Most of your players got cronwald, <laughs> so <laughs> how many times you yeah. got cronwald like three times. Um
4: What's your opinion on
0: that? He's got no opinion,
1: okay, good. um <laughs> so, yeah, in my opinion, I like the more skillful like yeah, the with the, the milano volano play, I would have definitely tried that. sure, I would have done that. I mean you would have be doing that in Shiny or something like that, like I just be like, <laughs> okay Ben, just flip it over that, okay um, what a play that was. Just to even think about doing it in an NHL game me away because everything's so fast everything's um everything's so quick it's like it's moving like 10 times faster than
2: mm-hmm. life when the, the the thing about that oh, goal is, is... Sorry, back. <laughs> yeah i i said something i don't know if it i don't know if the I don't know if discord glitch but I, I did say something when yeah, you asked. Um, go, go ahead don't... on your, your well i was gonna say cool. Well, I'll I'll get to that. But what I was going to say with the Zegers' goal is that or Zeger assist is that he—that's the only option he really had. Because when as soon as he flipped the puck up, the defenseman that was on the defenseman that was on his right side, the side that you would flip it around, he had it covered. He already had his stick ready to knock it off the knock the puck off his stick. He's like, "I'm not letting you score that shit. Get out of here." So he only really had. Two scenarios: He only had to flip it over to Milano, which he did, and it was a phenomenal goal. Or do the Michigan the opposite way, where you don't flip your stick upside down and you just like try to do it like a normal bat out of the air. Which, which I don't know if it would have worked. I don't really remember the goaltender's positioning on the on the play, but I mean Milano scored, so I would have thought you'd think Zegers maybe could have scored
1: what I remember Um, of the goalie's positioning he was like pressed against both posts he had both legs against the post and he was kind of just sitting straight up and he was like kind of going both ways because he had defensemen on the one side he had the defenseman in front trying to stop Milano from crashing him I feel like he was there but he wasn't like against the post if you know what I mean
2: yeah Yeah. yeah, but uh, he he had two realistic scenarios and one of them worked out beautifully to a T, to the point where he had, where even Zegers was shocked that it worked. Yeah, that that his face. reaction, his reaction their after face. the goal is so funny. He's just like,
3: no way, <gasps> what <laughs> the
4: hell's
2: going on here?"
1: Yeah, like I was saying earlier too, like how do you just try to do this in a game? How do you do, I think like, hey? Well, apparently Milano said, "Do the Michigan."
2: Yeah, he never heard him say
1: that.
2: He's like, "Do it, do it." And then Zegers like, it's "Okay, over. oh, I can't do it. Here you go." It in okay, even I mean,
1: these, these kids nowadays, um, we were doing this stuff, but we were never trying it in games.
2: We it's just practice, like,
1: screw around and practice, and like, oh yeah, we're just gonna you know, flip it up on the end or whatever and put it in the net. Um, I mean, it's great that this is like spreading around, like. Other hockey leagues and stuff like that, and it's fun to see. I get that. I understand where Dylan's coming from. Where it's it's like very skillful. I like it. The uh, hitting is hitting is important too. That's just not uh, just what I like now. I like the the fact that all these guys are really fast, skillful, and um, the pucks moved at such a different speed that you know, it's kind of just. Nobody's really able to get hit. You only see a few big hits in like a week. Not very many. I feel like it's just like a, a non-factor now. It's getting close to it.
2: Yeah, I well, what I was saying earlier, I don't, I don't know if it caught my voice or not, <laughs> but um, freaking, what I was saying earlier about like the whole skill versus like uh, skill mm-hmm. versus yeah, brute force. I think I'm fifty fifty. Like I love. Ooh,
1: that's not an answer. You got to pick one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well maybe if you let me let me finish <laughs> my freaking point here. Go ahead. I was going to say is like there are certain points in a hockey game where at least at least majority of fans like if you go to a hockey game there are like maybe like three or maybe four points in a hockey game where you stand up and you cheer. Obviously a goal. Like if you don't stand up and cheer when your team scores, you shouldn't be at the game. Uh, two, if there's a fight, which I get some people, some people are like, "Oh, fighting shouldn't be in hockey. I'm not going to stand up and cheer for that crap, but you look, at this, you look at the fans, when there's a fight, majority of them are standing. That's just facts. And then the other two that are kind of borderline depending on the kind of person you are, is a big save, and then a big hit. Yes, you'll get some oohs and ahs when there's like a nice skill play. Maybe it doesn't relate. Maybe it doesn't uh, uh, go towards a goal. Like just someone, like someone just does an absolutely amazing skillful move, and people are like, "Ooh, yeah!" But they're not standing up like, "Yeah, let's freaking go!" But like on a hit, yeah, people are gonna stand up and be like, "Yes, yeah, so let's go!" Like, because they're trying to change the momentum and all that.
1: They also want to see the guy's eyes roll
2: back in his head. Oh yeah, sure. Oh dude. okay, yeah. There they go.
1: Okay, <laughs> nobody wants to see that.
2: Yeah, nobody people wants do. to see Some that. People are nuts. I'd like to see that with Marchand because that prick deserves he's it. He's already on COVID
1: protocol. Fine.
2: Ah, uh, whatever. He got suspended three games for slew footing, and yet PK doesn't get suspended one time. Anyway, um, but I, but I, I'm also, I also really, really love seeing like that that Pedersen goal in the shootout. Unbelievable skill there. These like these like like Ben, you were saying all these all these kids coming in and doing these new moves. Like they're not new, but it's just like trying, just trying. them in a game, just trying it in a game. Like the when was the when was the very first Michigan goal scored? Like back in, like, in like the nineties, yeah. I was just saying like the nineties or early 2000s. University of Michigan. Yeah, I can't and
1: remember like,
2: his name. No, and I, like obviously Sveshnikov, like Crosby
0: did it in uh junior.
2: Yeah, Crosby did it when he played for, oh, Jesus, what was 18? the junior team? Yeah, yeah. and then, like, obviously, Svechnikov did it twice.
1: I watched Chris Kreider do it against Boston, like, two weeks ago, and it got delayed. Or, it, it didn't count. Why didn't it count? Because the puck didn't go in.
2: Oh, that's true. Hit the post, oh, went, across, yeah.
1: <laughs> went across the, the net, hit the post on the far side, and then, but it was so quick, right? It was just, like, up, and out. I thought it was in. I'm like, oh my god, the fact that he even tried to do the Michigan. It like, it was a tie game too in the third period with like eight minutes left. It was something just like, oh yeah, I'm behind the net. I'm just going to skate Michigan. It's fine. Nice.
0: It reminds me of like, have you ever seen Semi-Pro, the movie? Yeah. When he does the alley-oop. And they're like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Everyone's,
2: everyone's Can like, oh. no, oh, no, 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 two fouls. <laughs> Foul? I didn't touch anybody! <laughs> Look, people just can't go flying in the air people like can't that. can't
1: just go flying. So. <laughs>
2: oh, God. I'm just waiting for like, the NHL to come <laughs> up with like a rule. I'm just waiting for the NHL to come up with a rule for the Michigan. It's like, you can't lift the puck over your shoulder. If the puck's over your shoulder at any point, you, that's no goal. Like,
1: the, the you, you guys have seen the, the back angle of that?
2: Where it looks like Sonny Milano's
1: stick is over the crossbar. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was? it was... No goal.
2: I thought it was over the crossbar at first. I was kind of that like, "That's what eh? it
1: looks like," but apparently there's another angle where it's like below the crossbar, and you can see it. Oh jeez! It's just like, can you imagine? Like, oh yeah, we just did this. Everybody's in awe, and then no, it's actually no goal. So nobody's gonna try it again forever, and um, it'd just be.
2: <laughs> I just, I just remember it. it'd be
1: like Datsuk when he had tried to attempt it back in like '06 or whatever it was that he tried.
2: I I just remember as soon as I went on, like I think it was, it was either Twitter or Instagram after that goal was scored, and they were compare they were comparing it to the intro to like NHL 05 or O six when yeah. they flipped a, it over. What a movie
0: <laughs> can do. <laughs>
2: yeah, they and it was like obviously the Zegers Milano wasn't like directly over the net. It was kind of off to the side a bit, but like they're still flipping it over the net. It's still sick
1: next time we can do that. Well, everybody <laughs> in Shinny will do that, and no, they'll just be the person who goes behind the net will either try a Michigan or like the Michigan, whatever this one's called. Alley-oop. Um, so before we head
4: to the dead puck dumbass segment here, um, <laughs> the torts
2: he should just we, uh, the award for depto domos so he should just, yeah, like, be do do just do i even
0: say or do i award. Yeah, just yeah just award it to him
1: <laughs> i mean most yes. people have already heard this This has been this was early last week um after the ziegler school and he was talking i i could probably recite the whole thing cuz i've heard it a million times already is him just being an absolute idiot saying well if they're on my team I would have to sit them down and I'm like, you can't do this on my team. Like like this isn't, this isn't like what you do in a game. And I'm, I kept trying to think to myself and then he talked about, um, but like, this has like 50 million views in like a day, 24 hours. That's insane. That's awesome. Like that's bringing, like that's what the new fans want to see. And he's like, yeah, but what about the old fans? Like, what about the other fans? We just probably lost some. like, if you lost some fans about these like them trying to do this thing, that's fine. Get those fans out of here. If they're just here to pitch and moan about, oh like yeah, that should be here." like they should never try that. And then, um I'm just saying, oh, well, back in the older days, they would like if they tried to do that and they were laughing on the bench, I'd just run them right into the ground <laughs> the next time they were out there. And I'm like, how about you go out there and score a goal? And play, I'll say Play to win the game. Like, why are you like? Oh, I'm just to gonna go run this again. guy.
2: You play to grow, win Grow up again. Here and
1: freaking win the hockey game. Bunch of idiots. Like, why I does said this it in the group okay? chat. Yeah. Why does it have to be about hitting and driving people's heads into the ice? This isn't freaking. This isn't. Funny. The reason Tort
0: said it is because he knows That's his job. Yeah, it's his job to say stupid stuff that. Is gonna get more people to watch uh, the Steven ESPN a, broadcast. Stephen A.
1: Smith is a freaking hockey analyst.
0: Yeah, because now people are gonna be like, "I'm gonna watch." I'm, gonna I'm not watch gonna watch it. Whatever the <laughs> Tortorella hockey to see what stupid thing he says. It's like Coach's Corner, right? Like you'd watch Coach's oh, Corner when Cherry was on, not to see him. Like, like you weren't watching him to be like, "Oh, I wonder how I should." Show me this as, as show, a left. Show me. Show Luke me this part.
1: On. No, that's slow it down. This one. This part. Here. Yeah, you're watching
0: to see him like rip on yeah. somebody or get mad at Ron Russians. or
2: get mad at Russian French players. people or yeah. visors or something. Everybody, like. or just to see his suits.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, he went down. Good. He went down the old fabric land and bought everything yeah. in sight. Literally. Um, I I don't. It's not even I. I, I really don't care what Torts has to say because. His opinion means nothing to me. It's him trying to stop the game from evolving into something different, and him just saying, yeah, "We need to like like this shouldn't be really in the game." Like, yeah, like it was cool. It was pretty cool. No, it was awesome.
0: I think <laughs> Did... what he's trying to—it's kind of like I'll play Devil's Advocate again. It's
1: fine. You're we do really with good Connor guy.
0: McDavid, where, <laughs> like. <laughs> Steve Eisenberg wasn't the same player. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they were talking about it on a podcast or the radio or something, and they said like, "Trevor Ziga's trying that in the middle of the regular season, that's fine. Like, who cares? But if it's like, if it's the end of the game in a playoff, he's not gonna do that. Is he gonna do that? And Maybe. if he does, like, do you want him doing that? I think that's what he's trying to.
1: I think you I think what you're Get saying that. is Ray Ferraro's thing where he's like, Oh yeah, if like Sonny Milano misses it. Yeah, exactly. And, and like it's a three on one going back the other way and they might score. I'm like But you risk it. Who cares? You're playing the Buffalo Sabres. You really think they're actually gonna go down there and score a goal?
2: I mean if you asked me in the in the first ten games of the season, I would have said yes, because they were uh, Yes, very they nice. were they were unbelievable in the first ten or fifteen games, and all of a sudden they fall off like we said they would, like yeah, For, and also, like I know this 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 happened like a, like a week or two ago, like the like the the play, but, like Anaheim is first place in the Pacific now, they like, kind of it's not like they to be like, well, this is the reason why we're in fifth place or this is the reason why we're in sixth. They're in first place in the Pacific division,
4: and' they're, all
2: shit it's and they're what are they overall? they're eighth overall in the league. Like come on, you can't like I just think that
4: that's
1: that well, he crap. did he did something crazy last night too, where i'm trying to I'm trying to think of what he did, he teaked out somebody so bad, but he sent the defenseman into the goalie and then just fired it into the net because the goalie yeah. got taken out by the goalie, <laughs> and he did that between the legs pass, and then people were bitching about like, oh, you could've just made the pass like through anyways, you didn't have to put it <laughs> between your legs, and it's like just it doesn't matter. he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> How many between the leg goals have we had this year?
2: A lot. Four.
1: There's been shock. There was uh, was it Patcheri? Oh
2: yeah, Blake uh, Wheeler. Blake Wheeler. No Dubois.
1: Dubois, thank you. It's all about just scoring. You're, you're still scoring goals. Are they gonna be like, oh yeah, it's like he tipped it between his legs? It hit off the post and went out and went all the way around the boards and out the. You know, skipped over the defenseman's stick and they have a partial break going down the other way.
2: Yeah, I mean, we Why are. Why are you blue... thinking
1: worst case scenario? Because <laughs> they're just freaking... enjoy the play for. Because they're
2: because they're boomers.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Like, I think it was on Steve Dangle too. They're like, it's all old people. <laughs> we have no young people talking about this game. It's just all these old farts that are just like, oh, man, I'm just not used to this. I just want to drive his head into the ground. Yeah, so back, in back in back my day. Back we, in my we day, we wore pants as hockey pants. Like we wore the full length pants. <laughs> <Can> we... <laughs> Change
0: equals bad.
1: Yeah Suspensions, I don't even know what that word means Slashing was You always slash people with two hands Not one, (laughs) two hands Across the chest chest. With a wood (laughs) stick Yeah Sticks didn't break You would make sure that you would have to Ice yourself down after the game
2: The only time your stick broke was When you broke it over someone's head
1: Basically yeah I'm just really sick of the past talk like, me and Dylan, we grew up watching ears They get plastered against the parts. Just get, abs- like, the hip checks. Like, we don't even see hip checks anymore. Oh, man. Oh, bad. man, those hip checks were <laughs> nuts. On <laughs> flipping people over there. Like, I remember the Marion Gabrick one where he's reaching, and I think it was, was it Carrie Price that comes out? Whoever yep. the goalie was. And just makes him do, it with like, a full flip, and he lands, like, Oh, I think that outside. was,
0: wasn't it, like, Hasek? <laughs>
1: Oh, maybe yeah. It was, it was some goalie, and he just were, comes flying or, out. What about,
2: Dush, what about the one where Duch? What the one where got flipped? Yeah. When he played for Colorado, that one was sick. Yeah.
1: It Was Dmitri Orlov?
2: Yeah.
1: It's like, full flip. The thing that gets me with hip checks, the ones not against the boards. So I'm talking the ones that are like open, open play. Guy lifts his his body up. That's my favorite part is like when like they do the hip check and they already got him on their they back. They get like, and like them fl- stuck they, on they, their back. And yeah, then... they flip them right up and they just <laughs> they do they basically do a suplex without even touching him with their hands. It's unbelievable. The amount of momentum that's being created to have somebody flip their whole body over you is it's insane. <laughs> I recommend watching those if you guys want to watch the whole days these crazy hits. Um yeah, I guess we'll go into Dead puck. Oh, I already said mine
2: I we so already got tor- mine out there again. again
1: two times, two time champion
2: he should just be retired what a knob I don't yeah, think a...
0: I really have one
2: I do and Dylan you should have the same one sorry
0: <laughs> I'm going to give mine to COVID for ruining huh?
1: everything ah, boo i yeah. the cron you
0: like I I'm skeptical that like I wouldn't be surprised if there's no uh there's no fans in the stands soon.
2: In, on, in Ontario,
0: Ontario. Yeah, in Ontario you it's down to fifty percent already.
2: And Montreal is playing with no fans right now.
0: Okay, well I didn't see that,
1: so I just no it just don't. came out this afternoon.
2: Yeah, they just came out just before we started.
0: Um yeah ben you mentioned before like maybe the nhl should just pause and i'm kind of like i think if they were to just be like today until like the new year be like all right we're just gonna like wait but i also think like (laughs) once you do that it's like there's no it it gives me like march 2020 vibes where it's like oh yeah guys we're just gonna take a quick break and it's like no we're not coming back are we no um it's it's so like how are you supposed
1: to manage the situation though
0: i don't know, like. If you just keep riding it out, you're, you're going to have like situations like Calgary all over the place where you've got a team where the entire team is like
1: for Matthew
0: sick. So <laughs> except for like friggin' Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. So I don't know. Freaking COVID. It won't go yeah, away.
1: You no, know, it's just growing again. It's, it, we're basically in the same position as we were years ago. Feels like. It feels like it's yeah. just going to start all over again.
0: Like I think, I don't think this will be as bad as that situation because we have like the vaccines and stuff. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you can still get COVID with a vaccine, but I think it's
1: it's, the it's still going to help part, you. So it's,
0: yeah, it's still going to help you like recover
1: quicker and.
2: Well, plus um, they're not going to have as many symptoms too. Yeah,
1: yeah it'll, so... it'll be like the taste, losing the taste, like losing the smell, for like a time won't be you'll be just a normal symptoms like like a flu symptom yeah not, uh not hospitalization hopefully so
0: i i actually saw earlier that a player um oh i can't find it now um said yeah i think maybe the nhl should
1: it was nick um, cousins
0: yeah okay nick cousins said maybe we should should take a break um i don't think that's a bad idea like if they were maybe this weekend to be like, all right, from now until after New Year's, we're just going to, we're not going to play any games, no practices, just to let things settle down. But then I wonder if in the new year that would even fix anything. If after a week, we would just be right back to where, yeah, where we are now. So thanks Om- Omicron.
1: Om- Omnicron.
2: Yeah. then We could solely focus on the world juniors for that week or two.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for that. That's, it's just gonna be a bubble effect again, aren't they? Like,
2: like I'm assuming is, you said they 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 have
0: tickets sold. Yeah, what I, like, I was just
1: on the website there, and it seemed that they were.
0: Like I would be surprised right now if fans are Checking allowed. It.
4: Um, those tickets. Yeah, it takes me right
0: to. Uh, Game
1: packages.
3: Mm.
0: So who knows? I we'll see if...
1: how long that lasts.
0: Yeah, like, it, it's so crazy. Like, we weren't even, this wasn't even, like, on the radar. Like, the last time we did an episode, and now it's, like, it's ruining my fantasy football playoffs. It's, <laughs>
1: it's ruining my fantasy hockey. <laughs> oh, boy. It's not ready for another one. I mean, we're already doing this yeah discords so it's
4: like well that's I, geographical yeah, ge- well
1: geographically <laughs> but also like me and me and dylan were lucky to see each other this past year the first time in a year and a half like even last like the last time i saw my family was two years except for last time because uh i'm married so it was just that would have been the only time to see my family, and it's been two years. Um, so yeah, it's it's been tough. I mean, you kind of just got to put your head down and keep going. Let like it get,
0: uh, but don't get caught with your head down.
1: Don't get caught with your head down, don't be looking for the buck <laughs> in your feet, <laughs> Nick. What's <Yeah>. your
2: fist- <laughs> 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 What
1: the hell was that? Just trying to talk and laugh at the same
2: Sanford. time. You have a stroke halfway through that? <laughs> Holy crap. Um, Mine would go to. As I was saying to Dawn earlier, I was saying the Oilers trying to throw the jersey on the ice. Like, why are you yeah. throwing a goddamn jersey on the ice? You freaking. Like, yes, I get it. You were first. Still place. got Connor McDavid on your team. You have Connor McDavid, Landry, Sido, You're fine. Okay, calm down. You're just going through a rough patch right now, and it's all okay. You guys, you guys are still in a playoff spot technically, or are, are they? Are they out of the playoffs? No, they're not. No, they're not. They're one, one point out of the playoffs. Or no, yes, they are. They're in the wild. They're in the second wildcard card spot. Uh...
1: Yeah, but if they don't, if we don't ever play games again, how are we even going to find out?
2: Well they have they have games on hand. With yeah, Nashville. they got like four
0: on Anaheim.
2: Yeah. Davidson's played twenty seven, Anaheim's played thirty-one. Um but yeah, like you guys are fine. Like the Canucks had a reason to throw a jersey on the ice. I don't I don't I don't like throwing jerseys on the ice. I think it's stupid. Um but like they were just. That like that that was just. Also, like Montreal throwing the jersey, that was kinda just. They they suck. Maple Leafs, that one was stupid. I didn't even know about that one. I forgot about that. But like, really, you yes, you guys have lost six games, and you've scored one goal in a bunch in in a bunch of those games. But you guys are still going to be a playoff team. Like you guys, like y'all need to chill. You have two games in hand on the team behind you in San Jose. Like you guys need to, you guys need to relax.
0: I think people just do it to be like, huh. You I put the jersey on
1: the ice. Uh, like. <laughs> yeah, they do it out of spite.
2: Yeah, they're just like... <laughs>
0: I did that. Funny guy. Funny guy putting jersey on the ice.
2: Funny eye. guy. Funny good. Now you're banned for a year to go to an Oilers game. Too bad.
1: Yeah, and
4: they probably won't even find the guy. Well, probably not. He probably ran out of the arena after that.
0: How do you ban somebody for life, too? Like... Just put on Brian. like a fake mustache and then like <laughs> they're not gonna remember I mean, you. I think it might like, be a little.
1: Bit, I think it'd be a little bit harder now because like you have to probably be vaccinated to go to a game. You have to show yeah. your. Oh, true. Yeah. Other like before, still, no, like... nobody would cut. Ca- before nobody would caught you at all. Ever like with the whole like uh, waffle. Like game. in the
0: box office, they have like pictures of people. Yeah. Like <laughs> like don't let them I mean.
1: Yeah. Basically. I think that's where we should wrap it up today. Um, but, yeah, as far as I know, that there's still tickets available for the World Juniors. And they're just looking at them. Uh, so, I guess that's it. Um, on episode 14, I'm Ben with Dylan and Nick, as per usual. I'll give us a follow on Facebook if you would like. Um, and, yeah, see you guys next time. On, ep- on episode 15... Yeah.